0: Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to the Let's Talk Internet Computer Podcast. I'm Javier Arroyo Ferrer, a marketing contractor at Definity Foundation, and a passionate of uh, internet computer blockchain, Um, the first real-world computer. And today, in our fifth episode, we have with us, uh, Paul Young, the founder of uh, Codebase Labs. Many thanks, Mr. Paul Young, for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yes, awesome. For uh, people who don't know uh, much about you, uh, could you please just introduce yourself? Who is Paul and, and what are you doing now?
1: Yeah, so my name is Paul Young. Um, I used to work at Definity on the SDK team. That was about four years ago. And uh, since the network launched, I've been working on something called Codebase. And it's, uh, you could kind of think of it like a decentralized
0: GitHub. Uh, yeah. Right. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I see like, I also read your, your, uh, your webpage, um, pauljong.wordpress.com and I see like you work in different projects a long time ago, maybe you started in 2008 or, or before. Uh, as like a two different sites or two different jobs. One is more like a side of the software developer or engineering, and also a designer. I see you you working in in a different project as a Bay Game, Elm Native Logo, Function Outs, Cocoa Flow, uh, they status statusify, a lot of different projects. Yeah, can you explain more about? Uh, is it's like more on the um, designer side, or, or this is like a hobby, or what is exactly these these projects?
1: Yeah, I guess um, most of those are just side projects, and um, as well as trying to write software for them, I would come up with like the icon for the Mac app that I was working on, or just some branding or i'd be working on an open source project and they'd say you know it'd be cool to have a logo or something and i would come up with some, with something and um I, i've always enjoyed doing that and not just the design aspect of it but the, the branding aspect as well kind of what what is this thing that we're working on what does it represent what are its values and how do you sort of distill that down into some imagery and um yeah, I've, I've kind of enjoyed the challenge of doing that with code base as well. Um, but I guess this all really comes from, um, had a bit of a mixed background, just doing software and video editing and graphic design. And, um, I've still kind of kept hold of some of those interests and passions and try and kind of bring it together in, in whatever I'm working on. And, um, I actually first got into writing software because um at university I I don't have a computer science degree. I have a music degree and mm-hmm. I was in a band and I wanted a website for my band. So I, I figured out how to build a website and wow. um how to design it and those kind of things. And that was sort of like my my journey into writing software.
0: Wow, nice. Also, you are like a music producer? um well my degree title
1: is digital music creation um and there was a lot of aspects of like traditional music theory and composition and orchestration and at one point i thought i might want to sort of do that for a living but i i got a taste of programming when i was at university because although it was a, a, a bachelor of arts and it was a music degree it was in the school of computing so I was still learning sort of fundamental computer science things along the way, and it was this mix of art and science. And once I got a taste of of writing software, I was like, I think I want to do this instead. So I Perfect. sort of tried to pivot to do that.
0: Awesome! Yeah, wow. pretty cool. Super interesting your your story, no? The first the first year and how you become to a software developer or, or more related with that it or something like uh, create right code or, or create apps or that's mm. that's cool yeah and also you work as uh, in like uh, big companies uh, i see on linkedin you work also in oracle arista this is like a, just uh, like full-time jobs before like um, uh, as a software developer or
1: yeah so um i never actually worked at oracle but um i'm from england originally and i moved to the us about 10 years ago to work at a startup in new york city and um it was a sort of loyalty and engagement platform that um ended up doing really well and it it got acquired by oracle a couple of years ago um but i never actually worked there i'd left by that that point in time but that was sort of my my start in working at early stage companies and i basically went from working there as one of the first employees to being the first employee at the next company and then being early at a company after that and just going from startups in new york and then in california i moved to san francisco um, and then i i went to a um, network security startup just because i was I was really interested in some of the technology they were using and they kind of convinced me that they had something different to all these other things that were out there that were claiming they were the best. might sound kind of familiar if you're into sort of, you know, Web3 space. There are all these things that are saying they do these great things and it's hard to know who's, you know, being truthful or who really has something interesting. Um, So I went to work there and learned a lot, grew a lot, um, made some great friends. And um, during that time, I, I kind of left there and I went to Definity, and uh, and worked on what became the SDK. Um, and then I actually left Definity and I went back to that same company and worked there for a few more years. And then they got acquired by Arista.
0: Okay. And how it was the, the experience working in, in Definity. You you work in uh in Palo Alto right, in California.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was in the Palo Alto office. Um, so this was before there was a San Francisco office or a Zurich office. Yeah. Um, and it felt to me like it was um still a pretty small uh group of people and um.
0: It was the early was very... er, earliest uh, stages on DFINITY, right? It's just when when Definity, like start in two thousand nine. 19 or
1: i I think i was there in 2018 sort of early on and Uh i got the impression it had been going for a couple of years at least by then but things were still being figured out and um i i went there because i was uh intrigued by i i wasn't really interested in blockchain or web3 or anything like that and i'd had some experience with bitcoin and ethereum and i was a bit underwhelmed by it and um thought most of what was around at the time was um i don't know a little bit sketchy or or something along those lines and for some reason Definity seemed different to me and i saw it more of just a next generation computing platform and that's what attracted me about it and um and i tried to sort of keep that perspective throughout my time there um but but i kind of went there thinking i was going to go and build apps and use the platform and um be one of the early users and and give feedback but i I found when i got there it was so early that there wasn't really much to build apps with and i ended up sort of building the thing to build the thing and um Mm -hmm. and that evolved into um some developer tools and, and what became the, the first SDK. I think I wrote the first version of VFX um, and it was, in my, it was my first Rust project. And we already had some other like command line tool before that in, in different languages. But um, we sort of said, well, you know, it'd be nice to, to launch the SDK on this date and we kind of really need to have a new command line tool and it needs to be in Rust. And I'd never written Rust before and I just sort of did it in about two weeks. And that was like the first version i was just thrown in the deep end um Uh but it was very exciting it was uh it felt like we were sort of pioneers or um you know and all that comes along with it the excitement but also sometimes the frustration because you're literally doing something no one's ever done before and you can't just go to stack overflow and you know get some tips and um Sometimes my my job involved just really um, trying to make the simplest thing work Mm -hmm. from end to end, even though I knew it wasn't possible and um, sort of getting as far as I could get and then giving feedback to the rest of the organization and saying, you know, I tried to do this and I got this far this time and we don't seem to be able to get past that and we need a solution. So I feel like although that was a little bit frustrating at times, it seemed like it was adding value. And it, I think it probably influenced what became the um, internet computer specification document. And uh-huh. uh, and eventually we got there. We got to like a hello world uh, from a web browser talking to a replica and we're able to like qu- quickly from there build other apps. We built an app where you could kind of pretend you were going to ship produce around the country and fulfill orders and things like that. And um, it didn't look very pretty, but it was just exciting that it, it actually worked and you could you could use it, and it was real.
0: Yeah. And then in April of this year, you took the decision to um, start your own project, and you founded Codebase Labs. Um, mainly, Codebase is a decentralized alternative to GitHub. Right, or the other repositories at GitLab or Bitbucket. Uh, How it works code base and what is the advantages uh, over the other repositories?
1: Um, Well, well, how it works uh, at a high level is if you already use a Git client and you're used to using GitHub, or at least this is the, you know, partly the vision, partly how it works right now is instead of just saying, I want to interact with github.com, you would interact with codebase.org instead. And your your workflow should pretty much remain the same, um, except you get the benefits of the internet computer as a platform I'm building on. So uh, the properties that it has that might be desirable would be s- certain things like it's supposed to be resistant to... Um, natural disasters or wars or certain governments deciding they want to turn off your servers just because the way you can have uh, you could have nodes in the subnet that your applications on being in different geographical locations and jurisdictions. Um, And for me as a person writing the software, I don't really want to have to think about that stuff. I'd rather just leave that to the network and the protocol and sort of have some uh, amount of trust that I'm satisfied with that it's sort of sufficiently decentralized. Um, but as a user, you might appreciate that if you think things could progress into the future, um, where perhaps you're not as happy being hosted on GitHub, which is owned by Microsoft, and letting them be the single decider about, I don't know, how the platform uh, evolves. The things that they they do, the, the people that they engage with, uh, the features they add, or, you know, whether or not your software is allowed to be on their platform, or are they just going to say, no, sorry, we, we don't allow that. So mm-hmm. kind of embracing this bigger idea of um, open internet services that could be owned by um, the people using them, um, but kind of taking that a step further and saying, if you have a software project, you could do that for your own software project. So by putting your software on code base, you could then hand over ownership or control for the future of your software project to the community that's used to it. And so you're giving them a a voice in what they're doing and they can um, potentially have tokens that they could vote with uh, to represent uh, sort of those desires and, and how they'd like things to progress. Um, but also just, um, taking the burden off software maintainers in a couple of ways, one of them being, uh, recent studies have shown that, uh, I think more than 60% of people who maintain open source software are just considering quitting and giving up because they have other, other things going on in their life, uh, or they're just burned out, um, or they're dealing with almost like an entitlement attitude from the people using the software. They're they're filing issues and saying, this is broken and you need to fix it and it's affecting my business or something. But there's no sort of um, culture of them uh, compensating anybody for it. Uh, so something that uh, I'm hoping to address with Codebase is, is set up a system where if you have a software project and you have a community using it, um, you're kind of giving up ownership and control and you're giving them um, a voice in in the way it progresses. But in return, as the person writing the software, you would wanna be adequately compensated for that. So the details on that are still to be worked out, but you can imagine something like bounties or um, people pledging like, I really wanna see this bug fixed um, or I wanna see this feature implemented. And if as a maintainer of the software, you can see pretty clearly, well, if I fix that bug and I take the time, um, then I'm gonna get some reward in return. And ultimately that would end up being equating to a monetary reward. Um, and that, that really tries to address um, some things I've observed from just working in open source for years, uh, things like critical pieces of infrastructure for the internet being maintained by like two or three people in their spare time on weekends or, or they're fixing these, these bugs that have cost uh, people millions of dollars. Um, and they're like struggling to spend the time on it because they also work. And this is just like a hobby thing for them. Um, But on the flip side, there's like big tech companies who are using all of this software and extracting all the value, and the people who are who are providing it are not seeing any of that value back to them. So
0: the corporation exploited. Exploited, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, the existing platforms are really just uh, sort of perpetuating this. I don't. I don't feel like they're going to ever change, or you know provide real solutions to this the the most popular javascript projects that i've looked into on github for example are struggling to meet their sponsorship goals um, but i think with the right sort of incentive mechanisms um, this could be a benefit to everyone um, because i've been on the other side of this when i've been using some open source software and i thought oh, i really need this bug to be fixed but i just don't have any Means of influencing the people maintaining it. But if I could provide an incentive and say, you know, myself or my employer at the time or whoever would be willing to pay for this to get fixed, and perhaps other people could contribute as well, um, then I think it becomes a, a lot easier to justify as somebody who's working on these things.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a way for like go farther and try to do the best uh, in any. Uh, program and any dApp or that's pretty cool the, the rewards uh, also it's not for the people like uh, create code uh, on code base, in code base also it's for contributors uh, for reviews documentation support that's something really cool and uh, h- yeah. how it works it, it works uh, as a token so how, how the people like uh, contribute to the uh, code base to improve uh, code base or, or, or review or support the different languages or, or whatever how, how they can like get the the the, re, the rewards
1: yeah so I think you touched on two or three things that I that I want to mention there so um yeah I'm not just targeting people who are writing software but there is I think a, a gap um in people who will maybe just review software like maybe they're just auditing it and mm-hmm. some people would be really good at that. And maybe they don't see that as um, something that's uh, being served by existing platforms right now, but code base could facilitate that. Um, because I think if you're writing, uh, you know, security critical software, and you want to get some eyes on it, sometimes it can be hard to get people who are capable to get, get eyes on it and, um, sort of convince them to spend the time reviewing your code. Um, But if they have some sort of incentive to do that, then I'm hoping that that would change. Um, But also uh, people who are providing support or writing documentation, I feel like they're a little bit the unsung heroes at times. And um, that can just mean it's harder to find people and then documentation can be lacking or, people who are answering questions about how software works a particular software project um, those questions are coming up but maybe they're going unanswered so i mean if you could imagine that when you're on stack overflow for example if you're responding and providing high quality answers and solutions to people's questions if that turned into real money then there's probably more of an incentive for people to do that and for the the users to get the answers they need Um, so like i said the the details of this are still to be worked out but you could maybe imagine something like what the NNS does today except every every proposal that would be made would be like a bug report feature request uh, documentation request or like support ticket or something like that and um perhaps you could have something like you know if you fill if you fill a bug report and it's it's just low quality, or it's spam. Um, There's some penalty involved there. Um, But if you fill, if you create a high quality bug report, and it has all the information that's there that's needed to reproduce it, and that leads to somebody saying like, Yeah, this is a verified bug. Maybe there's some reward there for the person who filed it. Um, And then you could go even further and say, Well, the person who fixes it could also um, take some share in the reward uh but that might be dependent on enough people saying like yeah this is really important for us we want to see it fixed uh we want to see that be the priority and again this is to be worked out but some indication of how important it is maybe it's voting with tokens maybe it's pledging icp um to sort of indicate and sort of put your money where your mouth is almost Um, rather than someone saying like yeah we really need this somebody working on it and then i do not know not getting paid uh we sort of want to make that uh, not possible um i think um mm-hmm. but then how people could improve codebase potentially so what i want to do is uh make codebase hosted on codebase so right now all my code for codebase is on github um when i get to a certain point i want to not use github anymore and i want to use codebase itself Um, Uh and I think that would be a nice, a nice milestone to reach to open source code base. Um, but also it will be me using it every day to build itself and feeling all the pain points and frustrations. Um, and at that point, or, you know, when these mechanisms come into play, code base itself would be subject to the same uh, the same features and the same mechanisms. So I could potentially hand over control of code base to a community of people. And then they could have a voice. They could have influence in the roadmap or what gets implemented, what gets fixed. But they could also do that for their own projects. And it doesn't need to be a web three project. It could be an iPhone app. It could be, it could thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They could potentially opt into these features.
0: Great, awesome. And um, how many people work now on on in in the team? Uh, it's like what phase is the project now? You, you mentioned about the open source code base. Uh, maybe it's a good milestone. Uh, now is the cloud is indeed GitHub. but what is now um, exactly code base? What is the phase? It's like early phases. Uh, it's like something like start a few uh, months ago, or you have now like a strong team, or how is exactly now Codebase?
1: Yeah, uh, it's just me. Um, uh-huh. I've pretty much done everything <laughs> and um, wow. and uh, had some advice from people that I that I trust, but... Um,
0: uh-huh. You have but also yeah, the Dfinity and internet computer support, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a grant from the Definity Foundation um, uh-huh. So that's what allowed me back in April to leave my job and go full time work on this, um, and that's really when when the work got started. Um, and I, I feel like I've made good progress since then. I have a demo that I've shared uh, in some developer discords and that kind of thing, uh, but it's just not enabled for people right now. If you go to the website codebase.org and you sign up, you're you're just joining the waiting list um and potentially soon i could enable the the demo for people to try out themselves what it lets you do is you pick a username and enter your information and then you can create a hello world repository you can put in your own commit message and then you can clone the repository using the command line or if you use github desktop you can use that i've used some iphone apps that let you clone github repos it works on there too um Mm -hmm. but that's sort of like the the level that I was at when I announced what I was doing. Um, I've been more recently working on things that are going to enable people to just create their own repositories and push their own code. And um, so it's still it's still really early. There's still work to do there. And um, I'm hoping to get there soon. I think there are some use cases for just Git works on the IC uh, without it being, you know, GitHub. With web UIs mm-hmm. and all the features that come with that, uh, there could be things like decentralized registries for codes and code and packages. Uh, if you're a static site builder uh, on the IC, perhaps you could use Codebase. Um, I'll probably release a GitHub action so that every time you push your code to GitHub and it builds, you can just mirror it. You could push it to Codebase as well. Um, mm-hmm. So there are there are like incremental steps that could be taken to get people involved in using it before, uh, you know, full featured UI um, to try and be on par with GitHub. But um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm working on it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, also, yeah, the, the rewards for contribute, like people is like something disruptive. This is something unique, uh, get rewards for like people contribute to, to the code base to improve code base. That's something pretty cool. Uh, it's like a revolution <laughs> and, uh, um, now you, you receive a grant for DFINITY, uh, how Coinbase can take advantage from the blockchain, from the internet computer blockchain? It's like something about like gas reverse fees or about the pure decentralization or, or for you, why you choose an um, uh, internet computer? That's why, because you work before in, in DFINITY or because you know other blockchains and you think this is the best one to do to, to, uh, your project? How you choose? Uh, uh, yeah internet computer
1: blockchain and why yeah i mean i i can't ignore my experience with the internet computer and diffinity but honestly uh i'd spent some time away from diffinity and the ic before the network launched and things had changed a lot so it was almost like starting from scratch uh not quite (laughs) but you know a, a lot had changed and a lot of things were improved um I think why the Internet computer, I I don't really care. That's a blockchain. Uh, That's not really important to me. I I see it as a computing platform that has properties that are desirable to me. And um, I think some of those I've talked about just in terms of, uh, I think, the vision for availability across different regions and um, hopefully scalability as well and i don't Mm -hmm. think we're quite there yet but i'm optimistic um but also just seems like i can build uh what i want to build i think it's an interesting use case and i get some of these properties for free and then it would be easier to add in some of the more interesting features uh around enabling people to sort of get paid for for working on software um and I, I just think there's such a great team behind it. Um, they're, they're not only sort of highly competent and, and great at what they do, the best in the world, literally some of them. Um, the people I've interacted with and sort of still uh, have relationships with, they're, they're just great people. And I I've sort of really enjoyed the, the process of, of trying to do this and getting help and trying to figure it out. Um, the reverse gas fees is a big thing Thing I suppose because to anybody using Codebase, it's just another website. They don't really know anything about it. Um, and I've I've sort of tried not to put things in your face like you know blockchain or Web three or IC or that kind of thing. Um, maybe there'll be a place for that. Uh, I I still think I need to figure out how to um, let people use this and have. Codebase pay for itself without exposing some of the details, like cycles. Um, mm-hmm. Like saying to somebody, "Oh, your repository has x number of cycles, and it's going to run out, and you need to top them up." I'm not sure that that is going to be the way to go, just because somebody who knows nothing about Definity or the IC uh, might just want to host their code on Codebase, and they don't know what cycles are, and they probably yeah. shouldn't have to. Um, mm-hmm but it has presented some interesting challenges uh, because I'm trying to work with existing software, get clients um, that I don't control, that work a certain way. And um, I'm I'm managing to make it work with the internet computer. I don't know another project like this where it would work that way um, and be sort of the same level of decentralization, um, so that just makes a lot of sense to me, because if I was trying to use some other technology, I'd be doing some of it on the real platform and then some of it on some centralized service like Google or Amazon or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, and uh, in your opinion, yeah, Coinbase, how do you see or how you expected to see Coinbase in maybe three, two, three, five years? You think maybe it's like a, in five years, is that everybody that like, use uh, GitHub or other repositories can change to codebase uh, and start to use codebase like a massively or um, I or mean five that- years or that would be
1: nice i think this is a big, um, a big
0: milestone but who knows right this is yeah in, in three five years it's like long time right for for people like realize uh, what is the difference between base and other uh like GitHub or, or whatever other repositories right
1: yeah uh, it's a long time it's almost hard to imagine where we'll be then because things are moving so quickly and um not just for me but the platform itself and then just sort of broader technology. Um, I'm sure it will be not where I I can anticipate things will be. um, Uh But I can say that I want to make it easy for people to migrate stuff if they want to do that. And I think ultimately it's a choice. um, Because in the beginning, I'm not going to have as many features as some of these other platforms. But to people that value decentralization, uh, that's probably easier for them to make that trade-off. And the the good thing is they don't have to, uh, it's not like either or, they could use both. And then perhaps when code base gets uh, to certain features or to a point that they're pleased with, maybe they'll start using it more. Um, but yeah, I'd love for more people to be using it and just to provide alternatives to these sort of monopolies that are out there. Um, and just to, yeah, keep working on this. I'm enjoying doing it. And I, I'd love to just keep doing it for the next five years, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's nice. Yeah. And uh, you think in, in, in have like any partner in the future, some someone or any company like from the uh, maybe Internet computer or fr- uh, from the ecosystem that maybe can help you to uh, improve even more the the platform or you think just with the users and with the developers um you can do a, a go to a coinbase to a next level or maybe you think you need like someone like a, build a team or have like any collaboration or, or any ag- agreement or partners uh, to uh, improve the, the platform yeah well, you did because think... you are only you uh, now is yeah. alone right on the project and it's pretty huge and and it's pretty disruptive and and, and yeah maybe if you work like <laughs> 24 hours seven yeah. days you can do it But it's tough right
1: yeah i think um i'm gonna need help and um i mm-hmm. I, I don't know i kind of appreciate uh you know, if you have smaller teams working on things, you can sometimes have better communication and you can sort of almost craft things a little bit better. And, uh, I'm definitely conscious of, uh, growing too quickly and, um, sort of losing, losing that. Um, but yeah, I I can't do this myself forever. I'm going to need some help. And, uh, thankfully I've I've uh, made some good friends along the way writing software and, and maybe I can rope some of them in at some point or something like that or make new friends. Um, <laughs> but there, there's the great thing about open internet services and projects on the IC are, you know, they're, they're almost designed, tailor-made to be plugged together. And um, I can say I've had a great experience so far with NFID and Identity Labs. And um, I picked that as the identity provider for Codebase, cause it had very specific properties and values around privacy and uh, user data. And the roadmap looks, looks like it's a great fit for what I'm gonna do. Um, and that's been great to work with. I'd love as um, individual people sort of come my way or other projects come my way. And there's sort of like a, an obvious fit uh, to sort of make the most of that. And um, I'm looking forward to finding out what those are as well
0: great awesome yeah that's all thank you so much paul yeah for your time and for sharing with us yeah, the updates of code base and to better understand how it works uh i wish you the best for the project in the future i think it's uh an amazing project and it's like i have a lot of potential and yeah we need only like uh, spread the word and and like people needs to know how it works code base and what is the difference between other uh, uh, platforms um yeah it's, it's pretty cool honestly the, the rewards for for uh, the community just for participate for contribute uh, in in the code base this is something pretty pretty interesting and um, yeah Thank you so much. Uh, maybe uh, Paul, uh, next time when you have the demo, uh, we can do a video or something, and you can show the community, the ICP community, and everybody yeah. how how it how it works.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, and thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Bye bye. Thanks. See you. Thanks. Bye.